Welcome to the first recording ever of Untangling the Wire. I'm your host, Mike Reedy. I'm going to get through this in 15 minutes or less every week. We're going to handle who you should be adding on the waiver wire this week. Typically, I try to be a couple of weeks ahead of everyone else, and you'll see that as we go. With this being only week one and we're heading into week two, this is your waiver wire prior to week two. Not including the Monday night game here because I'm recording prior to that, so that'll be excluded. So let's kick it off with quarterbacks. First up is Mac Jones. Jones had a nice game fantasy-wise in week one. He threw for 316 yards and three touchdowns. He did throw a pick six early in the game, but it's obvious that Jones is going to be a decent QB2 or a good QB2 at the very least. You probably don't need to run out and grab a quarterback right now. It's only the end of week one, but I'd keep him on my radar. If you do need a backup or or you're looking for that QB2 for your bye weeks, Mac Jones is probably going to be a good play. 8% rostered currently on Yahoo, 4.9% rostered on ESPN, 14% rostered on Sleeper. I'd look at spending maybe 3% of my fab on Mac Jones. The other quarterback I, I would consider adding is Jordan Love. He threw for 245 yards and three touchdowns. Last season on the same team, Aaron Rodgers only had one game with three touchdowns. Love matched it in week one. He looks pretty good. The Packers look pretty good. That was without Christian Watson. 31% rostered on Yahoo, 15.8% rostered on ESPN, 39% rostered on Sleeper. Love's available in a lot of places, not everywhere. But a lot of teams and a lot of leagues, he's available in a lot of leagues. I'd spend maybe 3 to 5% of my fab budget on him. There's nobody else I'm looking at adding at quarterback this week. And I'm going to move right into running backs. If Tyler Algier is available in your league, I would go out and add him. He would be my top ad of the week all across the board. He is currently rostered in 56% of Yahoo leagues. So he's a fairly high, highly rostered player. The way we do things here on the waiver wire is I'm trying to find players that are 50% or less rostered in leagues. Again, Tyler Algiers, a guy I'd grab. He more than split the carries with Bijan Robinson for that Atlanta Falcons team. He produced at a very high level. Those two guys are going to be the vast majority of the offense for the Falcons because they love to run the ball. I would grab Tyler Algiers if he's out there. After him, J.K. Dobbins went down with an Achilles issue. Gus Edwards and Justice Hill stepped in and they split the carries from there on out. Each guy had eight touches. Hill got the goal line work. Gus had eight carries for 32 yards. Hill had eight carries for only nine yards, but he scored two TDs. So it looks like they're going to split the carries as they're moving forward and that Justice Hill is going to be your goal line back. Justice Hill is only 3% rostered in Yahoo leagues. 0.3% rostered in ESPN. 0% on sleeper. I'd spend between 5 and 10% of my fab budget on him if I was looking to get him and I'm playing with fab. Gus Edwards is rostered a little bit more. 20% rostered on Yahoo. 21.4% rostered on ESPN. 20% rostered on sleeper. That's because he was the clear-cut backup to J.K. Dobbins, and we know Gus Edwards can produce in the role. He probably is going to produce in the role, but it looks like he might get a split this time with Hill. Again, 5 to 10% of my fab budget is what I'd spend there. A guy I like a little bit better than both of them, even though I think they're going to be the top ads, Roshan Johnson. 
He tied for the team lead in targets with seven. He's a running back. That's 19% target share of the Bears' targets. He turned that into six receptions for 35 yards. He also had five carries for 20 yards and a touchdown. I have him on quite a few rosters. I, I did make the mistake of dropping him on one team to pick up Isaiah Likely. I, I did that to screw with the guy who was the Andrews owner in my league. Ouch, it hurts because Likely did nothing. And and Johnson looks like he's going to grow his role in that Bears offense as the season moves on. Right now, he's in a three-player running back by committee. But he looks like he's going to be the guy that produces more as the season goes on. 15% roster on Yahoo, 21% roster on ESPN. 20% roster on Sleeper. I'd easily drop 10% of my fab to get Roshan Johnson. Here's a big, big, big surprise, at least for me. Kyron Williams. Williams outtouched Cam Akers early in the game. Akers ended up closing out the game with more touches. But Kyron Williams was much more efficient. He had 15 carries for 52 yards and two touchdowns. He's not going away. If anything, he's probably going to grow his role because he was so much more efficient than Cam Akers. He's only rostered on 5% of Yahoo leagues, 10% on ESPN, 6% on in sleeper leagues. I would easily drop 5% of my free agent budget on him. I think people are going to be a little afraid to add him. If you're looking for running back depth, I would consider adding Kyron Williams as well. Other guys I'd be looking to add, by the way, Joshua Kelly had 16 carries for 91 yards and a TD. Looks like the Chargers want to get him involved a bit there, which is nice. It'll keep Eckler fresh. Um, it could help your fantasy team out moving forward. Kenny Gainwell, he really was the running back one for the Eagles. Didn't mean all that much. He only had 14 carries for 54 yards and four receptions for 20 yards. Um and you know you're running into a place where Jalen Hurts runs a lot and is going to run for some touchdowns and some yards as well with the Eagles. If you need a running back and you're struggling, Kenny Gainwell's not a bad ad as he seems to be the guy right now, at least until Swifty gets up and moving uh, in that offense. Tank Bigsby for the Jaguars. They got him involved like they said they would. Tank's a nice player. I have him on some teams myself. Seven carries, 13 yards, and a TD. His role is expected to grow throughout the season. That's how the coach talked about it in the preseason. No real surprises there. You might want to get an early jump on him. And Tajay Spears. He outsnapped Derrick Henry for the Titans. Spears had 34 snaps to Henry's 30, and he played every single third down. He didn't produce very well, but you have to look at that snap count and start wondering if they're trying to keep Derrick Henry fresh and healthy. And if that means Spears is going to get more time and you have a little bit of a running back by committee in uh, Tennessee, I'd at least monitor Spears. If you don't want to add him right away or you don't have the bench depth, monitor him, see where it's going, put a flag on him on your watch list. Wide receivers, this is where I'm definitely going to make some ads this week. Some wide receivers broke out big, and I loved every second of it. Jacoby Myers had 10 targets. He turned that into nine receptions, 81 yards, and two touchdowns. Myers, not Devontae Adams, led the Raiders in target share and production. Myers' skill set matches up better with the abilities of Jimmy Garoppolo and with what the coaching staff for the Raiders want to do with the little dinking and ducking. You know, Myers literally came from that offense that Josh McDaniels ran with the Patriots. He fit right in. Uh, Jimmy G came from the same offense. It, it's it's a nice fit for Myers. It's a nice fit for Jimmy. Uh, he had 38.4% target share. Now, don't think Adams is ruled out here. Adams had nine targets himself. The beauty of adding Myers, if you can, or trading for Devontae Adams, if people think he's down because he only had 66 yards. Between the two of them, they had 73% of the Raiders' targets. 
73%. Almost three quarters of the targets went to Myers and Devontae Adams. I love that passing tree. If you can get Jacoby Myers, you want him. He's 50% rostered in Yahoo. He is highly rostered in ESPN at 78% of the teams and 52% of the teams in sleeper. He's not in some of the leagues I'm in. As I said, I would try to acquire him and I would try to acquire Devontae Adams there too. Passing tree, small, two branches. Kendrick Bourne is the next wide receiver. Bourne saw 11 targets, 11. He turned that into six catches for 64 yards and two touchdowns. He has been set free from Matt Patricia by the addition of Billy O'Brien this year. Bourne proves to be a great root runner, as we all knew. He's one of Mac Jones's favorite targets, as we all knew. He saw a 20% target share, which led the Patriots. The best part is he is available everywhere. Go get him. He's only 2% rostered in Yahoo, only 2% rostered in ESPN, only 3% rostered on Sleeper. I'd spend between 12 and 15% of my fab on getting Kendrick Bourne. He's going to be a very, very usable wide receiver as the season progresses. Next wide receiver for me is a guy I love. I love saying his name, Puka Nakua. Puka is a player I was high on coming into the season, especially once Cooper Cup got hurt. I made a point to grab him in a few places or draft him really late in drafts that took place late in, in the draft season. I wish I did more of that. I wish I grabbed him everywhere. He led the league in targets this week. He had 15 targets. It's the most out of anyone in any position on any team right now. He turned that into 10 receptions for 119 yards. This is a great way to start the season and his career in the NFL. With Cup out, Puka should be producing for like this for at least the next three games. His name is also fun to say. Puka Nakua, Puka Nakua, Puka Nakua. 6% rostered on Yahoo, 2.5% on ESPN, 10% rostered on Sleeper. I dropped 15% of my budget to grab Puka easily, maybe close to 20 because I like him so much. I like guys like this with huge, huge volume and target shares. Romeo Dubs, guy I was telling people to add on Friday out there on X, formerly Twitter. He had five targets, 26 yards, and two TDs. He and Jordan Love have some chemistry and a connection. I think he's a great add. Rahid Shahid. For the New Orleans Saints, six targets, five receptions, 89 yards, and a TD receiving. He had two carries for 11 yards rushing. He also had over 100 yards in the return game. So if you get points on individual players for returns, Rashid Shahid is a great addition to your team because he's going to get the return yardage and he's going to see target share like this. It's nice. I like Rashid Heat a lot. He also jives well with what Derek Carr likes to do and that offense in New Orleans wants to do, that pushing the ball downfield. Shahid had some catches for 15 and 20 yards. I, I like what I'm seeing there. Another Rams player, 2-2 Atwell. He saw eight targets. He had six receptions and 119 yards. That was 21% of the target share. 2-2 is another nice add. For that Rams offense for you, if you're looking for a wide receiver and you miss out on Puka, you miss out on Bourne, I, I like Tutu as well. And then the forgotten man in the Jaguars offense, Zay Jones. We all acted like he didn't exist because of Calvin Ridley. But guess what? Trevor Lawrence remembered him. He did not forget Zay Jones. Zay Jones had seven targets, five receptions, 55 yards, and a TD. Zay Jones is another nice guy to add at wide receiver. A lot of wide receivers week one that are uh, very addable and playable as we move forward. At tight end, Hunter Henry. Oh, this feels so good being a Pats fan, having two Pats players, telling people to add them right now. The Patriots offense 
feels like it's been completely set free of the shackles of Matt Patricia from 2022. Henry was one of Mac Jones's favorite targets in 2021, especially in the red zone. He, he had six targets in week one. He turned that into five receptions, 56 yards and a touchdown. I absolutely love it. He is available in a lot of places. He's only rostered in 16% of Yahoo leagues, 4% of ESPN leagues, 7% of leagues on sleeper. I throw out 5% of my budget to get him. I think he's a great addition at tight end. Hayden Hurst, another great addition at tight end. The Carolina Panthers look bad, like real, real, real bad. Oh my God, do they look horrible. But there was one bright spot. That was Hurst. He led the team in the following categories. He had seven targets. He had five receptions. He had 41 yards. All of those things led the Panthers. I know 41 yards is pretty bad, but at least it's this guy. He also scored the only touch on the hat on the day. So the Panthers being bad looks oh so good for Hurst. It Hurst's so good. 11% rostered in Yahoo Leagues, 4.8% rostered in ESPN, 12% rostered on Sleeper. I drop 8 to 10% of my free agent budget on him. I think he's a nice add. If you're really desperate at tight end, there's some other guys out here I'd look to add. Luke Musgrave. He had four targets, three receptions, 50 yards. I really like the yardage on three receptions for him. Sam Laporta had five targets, five receptions, only 39 yards, but he's involved. Logan Thomas had eight targets. He turned that into four receptions for 43 yards, but I love that involvement. The The volume of targets is really nice there for Logan, Tar uh, Logan Thomas with the commanders and Donald Parham. Three targets, three receptions, 21 yards in the TD. People thought it was going to be Gerald Everett with his stone hands. No, Donald Parham's back, and he's involved in that Chargers offense. Thank you for joining me. I'm going to try to keep these under 15 minutes every week. Thanks for listening to Untangling the Wire. I'll catch you next week for week three.